Hey everyone, this is the Still in Motion podcast where we talk about dance and dance photography from both sides of the camera. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Catherine. And how's it going? <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> uh, I guess to start, uh, we said we would start recording at 10 and then I fell asleep at 9.30 and so we are recording late. So first, thanks for being so flexible. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but I mean... Besides what just happened this past night, um, I actually feel much better. This was the first week where I finally started to feel like I was able to breathe a little bit more. I was delegating more work to other people um, now that we had, you know, figured out the system of how to do it. And so I wasn't, um, I didn't have as heavy a workload. And so uh, I actually felt more relaxed this week, which was really nice. How about you? Oh, that's great. Um, Good. I'm doing significantly better than I was because I'm not in New York anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see all of your amazing pictures of waves and pebbles and <laughs> what, everything Thanks. else you're posting on Instagram. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, part of me feels weird about that because now the dance photos are so far down on my Instagram, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really care because this is a quarantine and there are no dance shows to take photos of except well, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> Ooh, you know what you should do? What? You should um, figure out some way to like take dance pictures that you've already taken before in the past and like somehow composite it together with all of the landscape nature stuff you're doing right now. Oh, that could be really cool. And then post those. So then it's still dance stuff that's like showing up on your feed. Yeah, I don't know what that would look like, but that's just I just thought of that. Like, that could be a fun project. Yeah, someone today commented on one of my Instagram posts and asked if they could buy the pictures. And like they I sell that dancer. Uh, no, not a dance picture, like a landscape picture. Oh, a snap! So I mean, I sell photos up in a gallery up here in Michigan, where I currently am. The gallery is obviously closed right now because of everything that's happening. Um, but I was thinking today about. Like I know on Pixie set you can print through like Miller prints and like other places. Mm -hmm. Like people can order print orders, not just digital orders. Yeah. So I might put together like a gallery of landscapes and then put it out there that people can buy printed stuff. I also like don't know if Miller's or any printing place is even printing right now. Right. Well I was gonna um, say, let me know how that goes because I've always been I've never set that up on my end because I've been so paranoid about it not printing out well. Like yeah. The, like the settings and how to make sure it's done correctly. So let me know how that goes. Yeah. In yeah, an ideal world. Open. Yeah. And I, in an ideal world, I would want to ship the prints to myself and then inspect them and then give them to the clients, not just like randomly ship stuff because like sometimes things don't look good and then you don't have time to like see it in between. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, this is a different time that we're in. And if I could like transform my business into that for a little bit and get a little bit of extra money from these landscape pictures I'm taking, that's not a bad thing. So, yeah. And they were asking to buy a print or did they ask for a digital copy? Uh, they just said purchase the image. I wouldn't sell a digital copy. So gotcha. I would cool, offer that's it exciting. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Like. To, it's also good practice to take pictures of other things like doing a dance photo shoot on the beach isn't that different than taking a picture of the beach without the dancer in terms of figuring out lighting and all of that stuff so it's good 
Um, but yeah, I was in New York. No, I was not. I was in Michigan for our last episode with our guest, Ellen. Um, but I didn't really like talk about that because we had a guest. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about it now. So you <laughs> are now in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I drove here. I rented a car and very last minute. I, I guess what happened. I don't think I mentioned this in, I guess, two episodes, but two episodes ago. But New York started to feel like at least Harlem started to feel really dangerous like a lot of people were like fighting in the streets and stuff. I think a lot of people were fighting about like domestic violence type stuff, like being stuck in apartments with people. Like that's what it sounded mm. like to me out my window, which is really sad and scary. Um, but also like just because everybody wanted to be outside of their apartments, it was impossible to get anywhere without being like one or two feet from everybody. Like forget the six foot rule. Yeah. Um, and just like having so many people hanging out on the streets with nothing to do all the time, like people were just fighting about random stuff and like homeless people were yelling at people and at me. And like it was just getting to be like going for a walk wasn't really in the equation anymore. Um, and like the lines to get groceries, like there was a line around the block to go to Costco and the, the line went like across the street and people were refusing to leave the street for cars to go through oh, so wow, cars are like crazy. honking and people aren't moving so i don't know i was just like it was time to leave and then the day that i went to go get the rental car i walked through this like park at the end of my block and the street was filled with like people in army uniforms with guns and stuff and i realized that they turned a building in that park into like a military base i think because they brought the army to then help and be like healthcare workers but i was like okay <laughs> i'm i'm not gonna stay to see how this happens and like what happens with all of these people now in our neighborhood so i'm now like at the beach um <laughs> which is way different uh but i i'm doing like in or order to you know travel this far you're supposed to do 14 days of quarantine once you get to the new place because we're from new york um and I have uh, like three more days and then I can go to stores and stuff and get more food. Wow. Time flies. Yeah. Oh, wait. Tell <laughs> tell the grocery store story oh. about you getting eggs. That was so funny when you told me last week. Yeah. So in New York right now, you go to the store to get food. There's no food, like no pasta on the shelves. No, forget like toilet paper, hand sanitizer. Like that stuff hasn't been there for weeks, but like soup is gone. Eggs are gone. Like I went to the grocery store in New York to get food and I left with like a bag of chips and some cliff bars and that was all the food I could find. Um, so got here, was trying to decide, do I go to the grocery store like on the first day and wear my mask and risk it and stock up on food and then quarantine for 14 days or do I wait as long as I can and get food I ended up like ordering groceries and pick them up but anyway when I was still thinking about this I called the grocery store to see like if I go and I risk you know being there I want to make sure that there's actually food in the grocery store to get like it would be silly to right. go and interact with people and find out that there's no food so I called the guy at the grocery store and I was like hey do you have eggs he was like eggs like what brand or type of eggs are you looking for and I was like really just like <laughs> any eggs like do you guys have them and he was like I mean I haven't checked recently but the last time I was over there like yeah we had eggs it's like okay do you guys have pasta <laughs> same question what 
do you, what kind of pasta are you looking for? Like anything in particular? I was like, just pasta. Like, do you have any <laughs> on the shelves or like in the back or what is it? And he was like, yeah. I asked them, him the same thing about like rice and all kinds of things. And he just thought I was crazy. He was like, we don't have certain brands of like hand sanitizer, but everything else we have. It's just, it's incredible to me, like how different this is in different parts of the US, let alone yeah. the world. Like when people outside of New York are like, my parents were like, oh, we're going to go like on a horseback ride. We have horses, so they wouldn't be engaging with any other people. A lot of people, it seems like in other places, they're not taking it that seriously. But as soon as we drove out of New York, it felt like the energy in the space, in like the air of like the panic and just people's, you know, fears about everything just was gone. It's really easy here to even forget that there's a quarantine, that like there's a pandemic happening. Like, I haven't seen anybody. I'm just like in the woods you know and like even at the local grocery store it's like they have food they have plenty of food like it's it's a completely different world so that's crazy yeah it's so wild yeah <laughs> have things been still kind of crazy in dc like have you been able to get food and everything yeah i mean food has not been an issue uh toilet paper has been challenging every time i go to safeway they're totally out so i think i have to either get up super early like when they first open at like 6 a.m to go mm -hmm. get toilet paper or um <laughs> my parents apparently uh sam's club does has plenty well not plenty but like they're able to get it from sam's club so i might go to my parents house and take some toilet paper yeah <laughs> if i if i really need to you gotta do it you gotta do it at this point it's like yeah. crazy i still have some right now but uh I'm tr i've been trying to keep an eye on it and uh yeah toilet paper and paper towels are in high demand so i'm never able to get those but everything else i've been able to get fresh fruit fresh vegetables nice. all, all those things um so yeah it's definitely not as bad here in maryland um and yeah so we're doing okay yeah we'll make it through so cool well one thing we can talk about is you performed a five minute thing yesterday <laughs> oh yeah and then you oh <laughs> and this ties into why i was up all night um okay. but and you took pictures so as of this recording yesterday so uh saturday april 18th was national water dance and normally in a non-quarantine time in an alternate times like timeline in a normal time and place <laughs> yeah um what happens is at the same time um, artists and companies would be performing and dancing near bodies of water um, all over the world, kind of at the same time. Uh, and of course, we couldn't really do that this year because of all the quarantine things happening. So we turned it into a virtual event. Like Orange Grove had already been slotted to do it. Um, we were going to be doing it uh, in D.C. at the Reflection Pool. So that would have been really fun. Uh, but instead, we turned it into a Zoom thing. And so we spent like a week and a half, two weeks of rehearsing and choreographing and just exploring what we could do through Zoom. And then we streamed it live to Facebook on the day of the event. And it was really fun. It was short and sweet. And uh, you took some pictures of your laptop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I had no plan of doing that at all. Like I've been, you know, there are so many like 
dance shows and classes and everything that are happening online right now. And I've kind of like checked out a bit from all of that, like because I'm I don't know, I don't want to be on my computer constantly doing stuff. But I was like, okay, Orange Grove, Jonathan, five minutes, four o'clock. I can do it. So I um, all thanks. I was on my computer editing because really being here, I've done not much besides take pictures (laughs) and edit them. Um, so I was editing some pictures on my computer and then four o'clock came around and I had my camera already sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, at first I was going to just do like a screenshot of it and text it to you or something. Like, I don't know. Uh Um, feel like I'm watching it. It's cool. But then I was like, oh, I'll just try taking a picture of my computer with my camera and took a few. So kind of, it was funny. I don't know. It felt actually (laughs) oddly similar. It was just really funny because like you couldn't actually control like our webcam shutter speeds so like so much motion blurs so much is like not really in focus and stuff but your laptop is so nice tack sharp and there's so much bokeh behind it It it's just like (laughs) such a weird contrast it's like the thing on the screen looks kind of bad but like the computer looks really good yeah like it looked so artsy it was really great i loved it 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 felt sort of like taking pictures in an actual show because i was trying to time like things moving the problem was because the shutter speeds like it's like oh cool you guys are both moving towards each other and then it's all just a blur but it was kind of fun i don't know it was cool yeah um and if you want to check it out the video i think is gonna be on the orange grove dance facebook page for at least a while if not forever so if you want to see it you you can check the video out there yeah it was really cool check it out yeah Uh, oh okay so then lead it going after that um, I was up for a while filming stuff for one of my studios and all that. And then I just randomly got inspired to do some more explorations with some of the concepts we had been using for the water dance event. Um, specifically <laughs> for me, um, I had for part of the piece, I danced with a jar of water in front of my camera. And so I started thinking like, oh, like how would this look on my DSLR, you know, instead of a crappy 720p webcam you know, using my 5D Mark IV. So I already had my tripod set up, so I just had to figure out how to get something in front of the tripod to put that bottle there. And then I started bringing in some lights. And, you know, like I had all my toys in my living room already because I already have everything set up for when I film classes. Um, And I just, like, lost track of time. I had so much (laughs) fun exploring. Like, it was such a release. Like, this was the first time since the beginning of all this shutdown stuff I had done anything remotely like artistic for myself any kind of that like self-expression um and just felt really nice to do that's Um, great and and on top of that i've been uh struggling with like insomnia for basically the entire month past month where Mm -hmm. i'll i don't i'm okay so when it first started i was actually working until like five or six in the morning and then going to bed and then getting up at like 10 or 11 the past like week and a half two weeks I would now go to bed at like midnight or one, which is like closer to normal, like what I would normally do. But I would feel wide awake lying in bed until five or six a.m. Um, and I had I read somewhere on Facebook, um, actually something that really helped was, you know, they're saying we well for a lot of us like we have so many things going on during the day or we're trying to keep ourselves busy that we don't have time to process and think. And so the minute you like lie down and you calm down, your brain starts to go through all the things that you Mm -hmm. were kind of putting off throughout the day and so it's natural because we're all stressed out you know this is not our normal routine 
And so when I read that, that made me feel better, but it still didn't help the fact that I was feeling wide awake. And so, yeah. so I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I feel wide awake anyway, so might as well just stay up and keep and like start editing. And that was a bad mis That was a mistake for sure. Because when I start editing, I get, I lose track of time. So even if I could have fallen asleep, then like it did not happen. <laughs> um, yeah. And then before I knew it, it was like, 7 a.m. and I was like well I can't go to sleep now because then I won't wake up in time for our podcast recording and then I stayed up until like 9 30 and then I sat down for a moment and then I woke up and it was like 10 50 I was like oh shoot <laughs> Catherine <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> um but <Wow. laughs> I have a I have a first draft almost completely done and it looks so cool I'm really excited to share it hopefully sometime yeah. later this week I want to see it for sure definitely yeah but that's why I was up so late yeah, it's crazy how, like, this quarantine affects, like, I don't know, it's weird to say that it affects my schedule because I'm here and, like, I'm going to sleep at a pretty normal time, but it just feels really weird. Like, my brain and my body feels weird. Like, yesterday, it was a Saturday. I wasn't working. I am now working on weekdays again, but I wasn't working on Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's another update that we have. We didn't tell people Yeah. Yet. It's like I'm not on vacation, but I'm also at the place where I would come to vacation growing up. But it's too cold to like spend a lot of time outside. So I'm inside. So then all day I feel like I'm kind of just like killing time. Like, I don't know. I, it's really bizarre because normally I would feel like like I'm editing pictures on the weekends for dance shows or I'm taking photos of dance shows or I'm doing things that are very closely connected to like personal projects like I have an event coming up and so I'm going to practice with my speed light because I have to use that and I don't understand it and like all of these things. But here it's, I mean, taking pictures outside feels like useful, but I've never been the kind of person to just like spend a day at home reading a book, which is like what I've been doing now. So I don't know. It's weird that the world is just like stopped and it's like, well, will I still have a job in eight weeks? Like, will the dance scene restart? What will that look like? Will shows happen? I, I don't know. I guess I'm saying that I think it's really normal that, like, you're having insomnia and, like, everyone's mental health is in a really weird spot right now, you know? Yeah. You're not the only one. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, um, update, I am working again. <laughs> so, what kind of work are you doing for Classic Kids since you can't actually be in the studio working with clients? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I watched a full like five day course that Lindsay Adler did, who if you nice. don't know who she is, she's like an incredible fashion photographer in New York. Oh, is that um, one you sent me that diagram or that uh, that image yeah. of like her slideshow? Okay. Yeah, it took me a really long time to get through all the videos, but she is an incredible teacher and speaker and went through everything about shooting with the natural light in like all kinds of settings outside and then brought in speed lights and brought in strobes and talked through like everything like all the details about all the settings of how everything works like oh you know what i think i i think i own that class on creative live the location lighting yeah have you watched it um most of it i mm -hmm. i have a really bad habit of i will purchase a class because i think it's a good investment and then i'll start to watch it or i'll skip to the lessons i i want to watch but i don't ever like finish it from start to finish um, yeah which i should do i normally wouldn't but it's it's part of my work now so um so good i feel like i finally like have a really good grasp on 
how speed lights work and strobes but mostly speed lights up until now i've just been kind of like guessing at settings but now i like you know the sh changing your shutter speed affects things differently than your f-stop and your iso and like what affects flash output and what affects ambient light and all of that stuff i am not going to go into all of it now but i understand it for the first <laughs> time <laughs> um so that's been really cool and i um some of the videos were talking about like using gels on your speed lights and then oh, changing yeah. the white balance of like the scene i played with that yesterday pretty cool there's like a lot of like i don't know there's a lot of fun stuff that you can do um when you have a lot of time at the beach and a camera and a speed light <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't really played with gels with my when i use flash like it's just uh the few times i've tried it i haven't gotten it to look the way i thought it would or it didn't mm -hmm. look the way I thought it would. Maybe it's a better way to say it. And uh, I just didn't put the time in yet to test and figure out how to make it work. Yeah, I mean, if the flash is the only light source, so if you turn off the flash and you take the picture and it's just a black image, then it doesn't matter if it's gelled or not because you can just white balance correct. You know, you can change the temperature of the image. It only really matters when you're mixing flash with other light, mm -hmm. you know, because then you have mixed color temperatures. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and then when it gets to, like, more creative colored stuff, I don't know. It just always seems very washed out, and I don't understand how when I see uh, pictures on Instagram, like, those really, really cool, like, high contrast, like, the skin's all blue and there's purple in the background, like, all those things. Yeah. I can't get my colors to ever look that vibrant, and I can't huh. figure out why. Yeah, I'll send you a picture that I took yesterday. It's not, like, great. It was my first attempt at it, but I shot the sky and the water in tungsten white balance, so they're, like, crazy blue but then I use orange on my flash. So the it's like a picture of a chair that's white and the chair still looks pretty white, even though it had the orange gel. Does that make sense? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that um, done before. I think with uh, SLR Lounge's flash class, like they did something similar with, with the model. Yeah, that's like the most common way that people use gels for artistic purposes, I think. Like in the in the creative live video, Lindsay Adler was doing that with like models, you know, she'd have have a model up against like a skyline like at sunset. And if you do that, then you get like a really blue, vibrant sunset. Mm -hmm. It's less washed out. But the model yeah. doesn't look orange. <laughs> right. Oh, well, but, but the one I'm talking about is like in the studio and there's very, very clearly like they're putting colors on the skin that are not natural. Yeah. Like they're using like a blue gel on their main light source or like a purple gel or you know, like so. It's those situations I can't. Um, I wonder if they stack out. up a lot of gels or something to get it that vibrant. I've seen or just enhance it a lot in post or something. I've seen those really vibrant, vibrant pictures too, and I'm not sure how they would get get it that dark. Yeah, so hmm. I think you should do all the research for me since you have time, and then tell me how. Hey, to do I it. don't have that much time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you said at the beginning of this, your work schedule is chilling out. <laughs> Oh, well, not that much. <laughs> Chilling out meaning like is going back to uh, I can go to bed at 1 a.m. now instead of 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, things at Dance Place are going well. I've, I'm still doing so much work on my end researching, even though it's been a month, because social media is so stupid. They keep changing things on their end. And so I keep trying to research it and be ahead of it, ahead of it. So we don't run into issues where... Facebook suddenly changes something in their algorithm or in their platform and then what we've been doing doesn't work anymore. Um, yeah. So I've actually been doing a lot of research on like how we can take things off Facebook or not have it 
be native on Facebook. Maybe it's a bit. Um, so like we're using Vimeo right now to stream a lot of stuff, and it's been really great. Um, but oh, and I figured out how to do an Instagram live video from my desktop the other day, and that was really cool. Um, you just need a free program called Yellow Duck, and then another piece of free software called OBS Studio, and it worked really well. Uh, cool. So I'm starting to like see how we can maybe use that along with um, our Facebook Live and other things that we've been using. So, I mean, it's been it's been a fun time experimenting and researching and sometimes very stressful as well. I think I had like a nervous breakdown last week before we did our first virtual presentation series. Um, but now that we've done two, I feel much better about everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they went well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Really great feedback from both the audience and the artists, which um, is really important to me that the artists yeah. felt like it went well. Well, it's really great just generally that like Dance Place is still doing stuff and you still have a job and, you know, things are still happening there and, you know, and supporting artists and stuff like not every place is doing that. So, yeah, we're definitely in a very unique place. And that's really a testament, I think, to um, our founding director and co-founder um deborah riley and carla perlow like i think they just just did so much work like setting up dance place financially that we were able to do this you know mm -hmm. um because i don't know you hear even like the kennedy center they lost so many staff people yeah so yeah we're in a very unique place and i'm definitely very grateful for it because like we're still paying all our teachers like uh 75 percent of their teaching fee even if they aren't teaching right now like it's kind of crazy that dance plays can do that yeah that's amazing do you want to do capture critique i was just about to say that yeah let's do it cool should i go first you go first um i don't even remember what we did last time but all right well you go first you... okay like looking at my picture yeah i'm trying to open it I got logged out. Oh, well, then I'll go first, maybe, while you're pulling it up. Okay. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> um, okay, so I think the first thing my eye goes to is his face and how I can't tell if he looks really into it or really bored. Uh, but, like, I go to his face, then I look at his hand, and then I look down, and I see the splash and the gummy bears. Um, and I love just, like, the contrast of, like, he just looks very... <laughs> not into it but it's gummy bears <laughs> <laughs> and there's that splash of water which is really nice um and you see the droplets really clearly because the background is all black which is nice um s nice and sharp uh let's see and this is during performance so i'm gonna guess this was uh maybe like around 100 120 millimeters uh eh, no it seems more wide maybe like 90 millimeters um and f 2.8 i actually think this was a pretty slow shutter speed and it seems really well lit so i'm gonna say one over one hundredth of a second for your shutter speed at iso 1000 hey you're not that far off question though why do you with those water droplets why did you think it was a slow shutter speed oh i guess that's true um I mean, there is a little bit of motion blur in them, but... Yeah, well, I think because water moves so quickly and it's so fluid that even with a slower shutter speed, and it's also, you're not, like, super, super up close either. 
to the water. So like you just catching the moment of like that splash. Like, I don't think you needed a super high shutter speed for it. I mean, you're right. It wasn't a crazy high shutter speed. It was one over 250. Oh, okay. Wow. That but was I'm actually just, a bit higher though than I guessed. Yeah. I think if I was looking at that image, I would have guessed it was much higher because the water is like frozen. So That's I was true, interested actually. when you said that. I didn't. Um, yeah. Okay. The other settings. Uh, F 2.8. Yeah. Um, ISO was 1250. So really okay. close. That's pretty close. Um, and I actually took this on my 200 millimeter prime lens. Oh, okay. So it was actually on the um, higher end. So, yeah. And I was like really far back. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. This was at, um, so I did this um, off campus study program in college, kind of like studying abroad, but in New York City called Trinity La Mama, um, where you, for the fall semester, you just go to New York and you, through this program, can take like an unlimited number of dance classes and you see like 70 shows and you intern at an arts nonprofit organization, you make your wow. own work. And it's like the dream semester ever. It's amazing. And this was taken from the um, like student showcase at the end of the semester because I contacted them and was like, hey, I'm an alum and I do performance photography. <laughs> Can I take pictures of it? So um, yeah, this is one of the students after the semester did this really cool piece. I can't remember what it was about, but um, there was like the gummy bear dropping in the water and then like the table was shaking and stuff. It was it was really cool. But this is one of my favorites just because of like the water splash. Yeah. And also, um, I left my hard drive with all of my performance photos uh, in New York. Oh, I have no. some. I have the most recent ones with me. But this is from a long time ago. I took this off of um, this one was on like my website and I took it off of my website. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I had to get creative this morning to figure out how to find something that wasn't super recent. But um yeah <laughs> i'll okay i'm gonna open yours now oh cool is this from um that natural light photo performance you had some natural light shoot on your instagram for a while that i asked what it was all about because i liked it i don't know okay anyway uh i don't remember <laughs> i would from just looking at this i would guess that it's a photo shoot but i also think this could be like a performance um i actually can't tell because i take a lot of pictures and performances like this my first guess is that it's like natural light okay i'm going to describe it for our listeners i'm really jumping around today um it's a up close image of the back of a person from like their shoulder blades up um with their right hand like folded over and touching the back of their neck and like their braid um so it's really up close and they have like i know this is a dancer because this is a dancer hairstyle it's like <laughs> top bun with a braid in the back i know a lot of dancers who wear their hair like this um and i don't know anyone who wears their hair like this who's not a dancer so <laughs> there we go um and then there's like a sort of tiled orangey toned like wall in the back um I really like it because I really like up close images with like the nail polish and stuff. It's almost like an interesting portrait, like not a typical dance photo shoot thing. I still am thinking that this is a performance. I'm just going to, I'm just going to commit to it. This is a performance image. <laughs> Settings. Um, I would say like 200 millimeters. 
yeah, I'm going to go with that. F 2.8. One. Uh, one two fiftieth of a second. I'm just basically guessing my own settings here. <laughs> <laughs> my other picture. And ISO 800. Okay. So How did this, I do? <laughs> this was from a site-specific piece at the National Gallery of Art in D.C., um, with a company called Hart Stuck Bernie. Um, and so this was during the performance. So it is a performance okay. photo. Woo. Um, the other settings, you kind of got totally wrong, though. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so, hard to tell in something like this. Yeah. Well, so this was at 44 millimeters. So this was on my 24 to 70. So you were uh, pretty close. Yeah. I was really close to her. Um, but I wanted to... When I shoot site-specific stuff, I usually choose a wider lens because i don't know i want to capture the environment and show where they're performing um and in this case i was able to like go right up to her and like right behind her to take a okay. picture um so f 2.8 which is right uh one over one hundredth of a second for the shutter speed iso 3200 and okay. it was just like the fluorescent lighting that was inside the the um gallery space yeah it's interesting i there isn't motion or anything so i wouldn't normally have gone for such a high shutter speed but typically you're not supposed to shoot below one over the focal length so once i thought it was like a 200 millimeter then i guess something higher um i just pulled up on your instagram it remind when i first saw it it reminded me of um can you see that oh yeah what what are that was at another gallery space okay um, that and was with a company called uh, Deep Vision Dance Company. I would have thought this was a performance, right? The ones on your yeah. Instagram. I would have guessed that yours was a photo shoot picture because you usually give photo shoot pictures. <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, actually, sorry. To be fair, rewinding, the those pictures that I posted were from our photo call right after the performance. Okay, okay. So I took pictures of them during the performance and then right after. So it was kind of a photo shoot, but kind of not. Um, but the one for capture critique, this was not a photo call. This was the performance, right? Yeah, this was during the actual show. Okay. Um, I really like it. <laughs> oh, I just realized I didn't give any feedback for your image shoot. We just like sped oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. it's a performance picture, and honestly, there's nothing I would change. Um, like the composition was great, and like the, it was sharp, and yeah. Giving um, feedback for performance pictures is really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have any feedback for yours either. Yeah. I mean, I will say I just thought of this now, but do you remember, um, a while ago there was this like phase where like photographers were going to like Home Depot or Lowe's and going to like the paint sample place and like doing portraits. They were like, the challenge was like, how could you get a pretty image at like a really crappy, like hardware store? And like it was on Petapixel and people were after a while were saying like, it's stupid. Don't do it. Like that's yeah. not the place to do it um but that reminded me of this look like getting when you have all the different paint samples behind you and you get a person in front of it like that's basically what i did <laughs> yeah it's basically the same uh, except an artist made those tiles and yeah um, yeah cool cool um well what's your discovery of the week let's keep this going did you forget to think of one? Oh, okay i had i have two how am i gonna pick can I just do two? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, they're so different. One is that I learned how to chop um, wood with an axe. 
Whoa. Um, yeah, I had to do a little YouTube video watching to figure it out, but we have a fireplace here and I needed to chop wood for it. And the trick is to just hold the axe above your head and then let it fall with like gravity to not like swing down on it. Oh, so you're not really engaging your, like you don't have to apply a lot of force to. Yeah. Cause if you really, well, you apply a little bit of force, but if you swing it down too hard, it's easy to like miss the wood. So if you just kind of like let it drop, it's pretty good. My other discovery of the week, um, I, I mentioned that I've been watching a lot of videos about speed lights and stuff. (laughs) Um, and I've always had trouble like remembering the difference between like shutter speed affects something different than aperture, um, f-stop. I don't want to get too much into this because it's so nitty gritty, but you can remember that shutter speed affects the surroundings because S for shutter speed and S for surroundings and F-stop affects the flash. F and F-stop and F and flash. But they also, I will just put it out there, they also both kind of affect each other because if there's any ambient light on the subject, then you change the shutter speed, it will affect the subject too. If you want to know more about um, speed lights, we can talk about that later. But if you already use them and you have trouble remembering, you can use a trick of S- shutter speed and surroundings and f stop flash yeah no that's actually a really good sheet i actually i'm gonna use that <laughs> and that wasn't in the Lin- Lindsay adler video i just made that up because i was having trouble um, nice. it also makes sense if you like think about what those things do and how they affect each other um mm-hmm. but sometimes i just forget when i'm like moving fast in an event or something and i'm like what changes what you know yeah um so you can use that trick cool, cool. what's your discovery of the week so as I've been doing all this research, I start teaching Zoom classes this coming week now. So I've been doing a lot of tests. I've purchased some gear and, um, you know, all of those things. But uh, I found this online Facebook group. I, If you are a dance teacher or if you need to use Zoom for any kind of live dance thing where you need music, I highly recommend looking up the group. It's called Live Streaming Online Dance and Music Class Tech Support Group. It's a long name. But basically, this guy, um, Cliff, he he's put together um, blog articles. He's put done webinars just to show like the best ways to get clean audio without any desyncing or video lag or like all those things for both PCs and Macs. Like it's amazing how much work he's put into it, and it's been so incredibly helpful. People ask questions, and as people find better ways to do it, they're updating the whole group. And he's starting to go into like how to get better audio and signals or video for Facebook Live, for Instagram Live, and like all those things. So um, it's been really, really helpful. I highly recommend it. Did this group just start uh, with the quarantine, or did this exist before for people? It started with the quarantine. It started, like, okay. maybe a week ago, week and a half, two weeks ago, I, I think at most. Um, and it's, it's when I joined the group, there were only, like, 60 people. That's how new it was. Um, and there, there have been a lot more people that have joined since then. So wow. it's definitely very helpful, and everyone's, you know, everyone has this need, because everyone's trying to do online classes now. So everyone Mm -hmm. and most dance teachers are not tech savvy when it comes to this kind of thing. Even me, we're like, it's my job to kind of know about this technology. Like I'm not used to it either. And so it's been really helpful just having someone to like show you, hey, this is how you can do it. Like I already did all the research. Let me just show you. And it's free. He, He asks for donations to help. And it goes into like equipment and stuff to test for future things for streaming. So, um, 
but it's all free. Like every all the resources there, and it's a really great community of people that are just working together to teach better classes. You know, so yeah, cool. check it out. Great. Well, on that note, I guess we sh- we should call it a we should call it for call this it episode. A day. Cool. Well, you can email us at stillinmotionpodcast at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Instagram at stillinmotionpodcast as well as my personal Instagram account at Catherine.butler and Jonathan's at Media. And thank you to Shannon McConnell for the music for our podcast, like always, and Amanda Blythe for the graphic design. And stay tuned because we're definitely going to keep podcasting, just the two of us, but we're also trying to get more guests on soon we're trying to figure out a good workflow as far as like scheduling podcasts and um that uh but stay tuned and we'll see you all next time stay healthy everyone bye bye